1: And we have Misha Tate on the show. Misha, thank you for taking time to speak to us. It's an honor and a privilege to have you on the show.
0: Oh, for sure. Thank you, guys.
1: No okay. problem. Awesome. Now, before we start, I'd like to ask you, how is the arm?
0: actually doing very well. I have beat the doctor's predictions, I have beat the physical therapist's predictions. They're all pretty surprised. So um, I'm really happy with that, um, as far as any day-to-day use, I can use it just like I use my right arm, so I'm not a displaying, I have uh, just just short of full range of extension, but not where you would be able to really tell unless I point it out, so, um, I mean, I, I guess it's really good, uh, the doctor and the physical therapist said it's just a little bit tight right now, but that's really good, because they want everything to heal, and then get that last couple degrees of full extension, um, at least that way it's not healing too loose, you know, which would... You know, uh, could possibly have it dislocated in the future too easy. So they said everything is is you know
1: better than they could have hoped for. Wow, that that is awesome news. And as a, as a yeah. fan of boxing and MMA, I have to say, never in my life have I seen an athlete demis- demonstrate so much heart. It's truly admirable.
0: It's oh, well, thank you. You know, I mean, it's just good. I don't know. Maybe it's hard. Maybe I'm just crazy. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I didn't want to give up, then I was just like, you know, I'm really stubborn. I can be very stubborn. So watch out if you ever think of dating me would be easy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. So, so that means Brian's got his word cut out for him, huh?
0: Oh, yeah. I keep him
1: on his toes. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> um, now, I also, I also, and, and uh, I spoke to a lot of people after the fight. Um, I was watching the fight at home with, with some buddies, and everyone admired your, your gracefulness in defeat. As a fighter, you don't want to lose. You're in there to win. You're in there to knock people out and to be oh, that yeah. graceful in defeat is awesome it's admirable thank
0: you you know honestly losing sucks balls <laughs> <It really> sucks. <laughs> I hate it but you know what I mean it's one of those things that you have to take with uh, winning because no one wins forever so I mean I figure my kind of my kind of philosophy on this is if I can take my losses as gracefully as I can take my defeats. I mean my wins you sure. know I can take them both the same and handle them the same way and I feel like there really is no shame in losing. Everyone loses. No one's on top forever. Um, as long as I can take something from it and learn, then in the end, it really just makes me a better fighter, you know? I, I just think that there's shame in quitting, you know what I mean? So as long as I'm not giving up, I'm just taking it and learning from it, then, you know, that's part of that's part of the game. I can't expect to win every single fight, and, you know, neither can anyone else. So I'm just going to take it for what it's worth, try to learn from it, and really, really try to better myself so that uh, I'm a better uh, fighter for it in the future.
1: That's what's really admirable about you and, and fighters like you, because you give it your all, and win or lose, you know when you were in a fight with Misha Tate.
0: That's my goal, exactly. You know what I mean? I just want to make a statement. I want to go out there and be like, you know, this girl is tough. She's got a lot of heart, and I never want to be criticized for not having heart. You know what I mean? I... I'm not even saying, you know, I'm the best fighter in the world, I'm the most skilled fighter, I'm you know, this and that. I mean I, I strive for all those things, I strive for all those things, but my biggest goal is to to show how much I love the sport, you know, and how much heart I have for it and that I'm not a quitter, I don't give up, you know what I mean, and, and that I'm tough and that girls are tough. Girls can be tough. Oh, absolutely. I think there's kind of a stigma a lot of times so they go that goes around that like, oh, you know, girls fighting, yeah, whatever, you know what I mean? Well I was like, Well, did you watch my arm snap in half? Did you right. have done that?
1: <laughs> I can't imagine a guy holding on that
0: long—I
1: don't you think know I've know
0: seen I mean? that. It, it's not something you find every day. So, no, for um, sure. It's kind of crazy. And my boyfriend's like, "You are a psycho." I was like, "You're <laughs> a psycho." Do you realize that you're crazy. I can't believe you did that. He's like, "I've been in arm bars. I know what it feels like." You're crazy. How did you do that?
1: <laughs> it, it's I'm it, like
0: I don't know.
1: It was without a doubt. Impressive. I know that in a lot of sports, for example, like boxing, there are fighters who will not take fights on because they're afraid to lose. And then they think that maybe for some reason they're going to lose fans or followers. But some of the best fighters in the history of any sport have have defeats on on their record, and it, and it doesn't make a difference. It just shows that they had the balls to fight whoever was put in front of them without any issues, without any fear, you know? And that's that's what I dig right. about, about your personality. I guess it takes me to my next question. What's on your mind, let's say, uh, the night before a big fight? Like, what are you thinking? Like, are you relaxed? How do you handle, like, not being overly excited? Or, I know I wouldn't be able to sleep the night before a big fight.
0: Right. Well, you know, um... I, I think about the fight, obviously, and I get a little nervous, I get butterflies and those kinds of things, and I think about it too intensely, but what I try to do is I try kind not of to focus on it too much. You start thinking about it too much, and you kind of let it consume you, and it turns into, like, the stress, and I... The last thing that I want is for what I love to do to become stressful, because then why would you love to do something that causes you stress? I mean, you wouldn't, so I really try to focus on um, harnessing any kind of anxiety or any kind of feelings like that and turning them into, you know, into positive energy and constantly reminding myself seems silly, but reminding yourself why you love to do it, you know, and I thought it's a relatively simple answer, you know, for me it's just because I want to, I just want to do it, that's why I do it, so, you know why would I make it into something I don't want to do because if I'm stressed out and I have anxiety and I'm worried and this and that then it's not enjoyable to me, so I think maybe your, I almost said it once. I asked him once what he feels like before he uh-huh. you know, goes out for a fight. And he said, like a skier about to hit the slopes.
1: That's wow. kind of what you
0: feel like. It's kind of true. You know what I mean? this this good feeling of like, man, I finally get to do this, and it's going to be fun, and you know, win, lose, draw. You love being out there so much that it's very fulfilling either way. Obviously, winning
1: is better. Sure, <laughs> absolutely.
0: But... You love it either way.
1: So you enjoy the competitiveness of it? Yeah, absolutely.
0: You know, um, I'm just a very competitive person. You know, some people aren't, and that's fine. But for me, I've found something in life that I feel pulled the most out of me, and uh, I love it. I love the, the ultimate competition. The rush of it, I mean, just the feeling is so exhilarating when you get out there and you're about to walk out and the fireworks are going off and steam's going off and people are going crazy and then your, your walkout music starts playing it's like...
1: Oh man, that sounds exciting.
0: crazy It's a, Yeah, it's this wild feeling. It feels so like it's just all you, you know what I mean? It's just like, this is my moment. Like, this is everything I work for and here it goes and this is going to be awesome. And you just feel, I just feel pumped and so excited and you feel a little nervous, obviously too, but, you know, because... I feel nervous because I want to go out there and I want to, um, I want to do good. You know, I want to show that I worked so hard. I don't want to look like a chump. I don't want to, You know, that's where I get more of my nervous. Not about getting hurt, obviously. I'm okay <laughs> with that, but <laughs> I just want everyone to know how hard it works. And you know, anything can happen in MMA. So sometimes you think, well, oh, what if I get knocked out in eight seconds? Like that would suck. Can you imagine? <laughs> I feel so sorry for those people that have these hard training camps. They get knocked out, like. Eight seconds, it's like, oh man, you know, you so feel bad for him because you know how hard as an sure. athlete you work for that moment. Sure. And what doesn't go your way, and you don't even get to showcase anything, it's not even like, oh, that was a good fight, but you lost the decision. You know what I mean? It was just like, you just, boom, it's done, you know? And I feel bad for those guys. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's part of the game, too. Like
1: you said before, your music comes on, and you're making yeah. your way down that aisle, and the minute you come on the scene, and people can see you for the first time. And you hear that roar of the crowd, what does that feel like? It's an
0: amazing feeling to feel that much support and that much people anticipating your fight. It's just something that is so fulfilling and so rewarding. It just it pumps you up, at least it does for me, you know, when I get out there and I'm like, Man, you my walkout music comes on and my the crowd starts going, I just feel so I know, was so joyous and, and just so excited. I just can't wait to do it.
1: And what are you thinking as you're walking down? Like, uh, I've seen your videos and I've seen your fights, and you have, like, it's like this relaxed look, but then, like, a very, like, serious look. Okay. What's on your That's mind easy. as you're making your way? Um, I've been,
0: I'm envisioning the fight all the time, you know, thinking about what's going to, you know, how how is this going to play out, you know, I'm going to do this, like all the nerves, I'm pushing them out, I'm pushing any negative energy out, I'm pushing any negative thoughts away from me, if any try to enter my mind, you know what I mean? I uh-huh. push them out and I think about positivity, I think about knocking her out, I think about submitting her, I think about I mean, all those things just pump me up and then the, you know, the vibration of the music and all these, your senses are so overstimulated, it's wow. weird because you're getting it, going into like battle mode, war mode, so it's like your, your senses are all heightened. Wow. And um, so everything's really amplified, and you feel different than if you were just, you know, if the music came out, you're just walking out normal. Right. You know, you're getting ready for battle, and war. So it's like everything's just like ready. Your muscles are pumped, your eyes, your ears, everything like feels like your senses are all crazy. You know, like they're all <laughs> And so I, it's just a, it's just a really cool feeling. It's something that I definitely live
1: for. That sounds amazing. Like, not many people, ever, I think, in their in their life. Can experience such a feeling like that. The way you describe it, <laughs> I wish I could feel that sometime. You know, it's it sounds awesome. It's great that that you get to feel that.
0: Yeah, and I just take it all in. You know, I just enjoy it, and I also think about you know what I mean. This is this feeling right here is every time for me feels like a once in a lifetime feeling, and I know it's something that's not going to last forever. So I just try to soak it in. I walk up the aisle real slow. You know what I mean. I just I just feed off of it. I love it, and I don't you know i mean i know someday that i'm going to be retired and eight years old and i'll probably (laughs) broken down and you know my body's like you should have done that but um you know i'll also look back and say man those are the days not everyone gets to do that and i'll be able to look back and remember the feeling of walking out as a main event you know and having that feeling and you know, I, I look forward to that day too someday, but that's why I soak it in so much now because I'm like, I know this isn't going to
1: last forever, so I really want to take it for as much as I can. Sure, and not everyone gets to do what they enjoy, what they love for a living. I mean, oh, this is yeah. what you do for a living, and it's like a dream come true, I would think.
0: Oh, absolutely, and I don't take that for granted either. You know, there's a lot of people in this world that have to work nine to five um, to barely make it by, and, you know, I'm so fortunate and blessed to be able to do what I love, that um, it would be, it must, it wouldn't be in my character to take that for granted. You know, I thank God every day, and and the people around me for making it possible. You know, the UFC, everyone, sure. because all the fans—they're just amazing. Without them, I mean, how I wouldn't have my job? I wouldn't be able to live my my dream, literally. So, really, you know, I owe it all to them, and all to my coach, my and Brian, and sure. my gyms and my training partners because they're what make. My life so amazing, so awesome, you know, to be able to do what I love. If it wasn't for them, I'd be working a nine-to-five, and I wouldn't have pursued this dream. And so, you know, a lot of people have helped me to live the dream, and, you know, I can't take... What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground cities to local communities cbp agents and officers are keeping people safe join u.s customs and border protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself learn more at cbp.gov careers
1: absolutely and and it's good that that you mentioned that um i've run into uh other fighters who have made it to the big time so to speak forget everyone that might have lend them a helping hand on the way up it's admirable and I think that fans and your followers can relate to that the fact that you have a certain element of humbleness that you don't forget those people that support you those people that, that follow you let's say on Twitter um, and if you guys are on Twitter or if you're not on Twitter then I suggest that you join Twitter and, and follow Misha you can follow her at twitter.com or if you're already on Twitter just follow at at Misha Tate um, and, and it's really cool to see how you interact with your fans on Twitter. I, yeah. I think it's the coolest thing. I love my fans on Twitter. They're
0: freaking hilarious. They make me laugh all the time. So I get on there you know, whenever I feel like having a good laugh. Usually there's someone on there. I had a guy ask me yesterday, the silly question, but of course I answered him. He asked me if I like milk. Uh-huh. Do you like milk? Do you like a glass of milk in the morning? Uh-huh. And or, or three or whatever, and I was like, milk. No, I was like, I like milk with my cupcakes. <laughs> Which <laughs> so, I mean, I just kind of make it, you know, take it lightly and make it fun, and and you know, I mean, they're just they're silly, but they're they're um, for the most part. I just love my fans. I think they're so awesome, and their support means the world to me.
1: Now, I was going to ask you, you wrestled in high school on a on an all boys team. Is that right?
0: Yeah. That's
1: correct. What was that like? I mean, were you the only girl on the team?
0: I was, um, for the most part. There was a couple girls that came in and out, and they never really stuck it through. I was the only girl that did it consistently all four years and was there. Um, My best friend and I originally started together when we were freshmen. And um, the reason we started playing basketball really was because neither one of us, I mean, I'm sorry, excuse me, the reason we started wrestling was because neither one of us could play basketball. Oh. Um, so I'm pretty sure I would have gotten cut from the C team. I'm just not <laughs> coordinated when it comes to basketball at all. So uh-huh. um had really no interest in that, and so we went out for wrestling our freshman year and uh, I fell in love with it she fell in love with it too but um, she wasn't able to do it her junior year so then I was forced to be the only girl and I was so mad her. I was like are you kidding me? you're not going to do it you're going to leave me with all these smelly boys <laughs> no, <I'm> just... <laughs> but you know it ended up being the, the best thing for me because then I was forced to train only with the guys and she was smaller than I was I, I started my freshman year wrestling at 130 wow. and she started at 112 I think it was wow. Um. So she was a bit, quite a bit tinier than me. So it was it, she didn't really push me always. Um, you know, as I got better and better, you know, then obviously they have weight classes for a reason in wrestling, you know. And I was just bigger than her. And when I had to start wrestling against the guys, I really, I mean, well, I competed against the guys, but in practice, when I was that, stuck there that one year by myself as the only girl, I noticed the biggest jump in my growth because. I started figuring out what the difference was between me uh-huh. and them, you know, and obviously there's some things that are just, I can I can never change, but <laughs> there was a lot of things that I could, and I really started to realize that the explosive difference, you know, uh-huh. like I started trying to be more explosive, I learned the techniques better, you know, um, and just even the toughness, you know, of them just grinding every day and just... Beating me up every day, and I, and then I, you know, that, that helped me be even more mentally tough, so, you know, that was, that was, I think, really what kind of made me the fighter that I am today, I think I was always tough, but having to do that day in and day out, and having that passion for it, and I lived for wrestling every year when it would come around, I loved it, it was my favorite season, it was my favorite sport, and I just couldn't get enough of it, I would have done it year-round if I could, you know, so, um, Kind of weird, you know, and it, the reason for going out for wrestling, just ha- it was just happening. You know, it just happened. I just didn't want to go out for basketball, so that's the reason. It was, it was like out of default. Wow. <laughs> you know, and then it ended up being like the best thing I've ever done. And um, same thing with fighting, you know, it wasn't something that I ever planned on doing, not even something I was interested in doing, even though when it was like thrown in my face, like, oh, yeah, here's what fighting is. I was like, eh, I don't want to get pushed in the face. Uh-huh. <laughs> not my thing. But, um, you know, then I became more educated on what it was, and uh-huh. then I started fighting, too, and, you know, it was all history from there. Do you remember the
1: first time you got punched in the face?
0: Yeah, I hated it. Oh, my gosh, I was like, this sucks. I was like, I don't get it. I was terrible. I was so horrible on feet. Oh, my gosh, I was pathetic. I had, I was like the most flat-footed wrestler Ever And, wow. um, you know, the guys, I would just, it just felt so unnatural to me this bar with men at first. Like, it felt really weird. I was like, this is not right. Like, I'm getting beat up by guys. This is not cool. And, like, not just beat up, but when you get punched in the face and you're not used to it. Like, you know, you're flinching and your eyes start not watering. Sure. And your nose know hurting. You're just like, you can't figure it out. And they're just tagging you up and moving around you. And you're just like, ah, swinging with all your might and missing them. And it's like, damn, this is so frustrating. <laughs> I can't do it. You know, but then um I think that's part of what really intrigued me was that it was so difficult and I was like, Yeah, well this is a whole new element. You have a lot to learn and kind of, you know, was invigorating to me. I was like, Yeah, I really wanna I to do this, so I think I can do it and um you know, when I started sparring it was crazy, but I I've come a long way and I love sparring now, so you know, it's one of those things that I had to push through.
1: Wow. Now, when you decided to turn pro, were your parents supportive of you being a pro fighter?
0: Yeah, well, you know, I started as an amateur, obviously first, I I fought amateur for um, a year and, well, about a year, and I had six amateur fights, my mm-hmm. first, my very first amateur fight was crazy, I had actually lost, but the first round I went out, and I, I had three weeks of stand-up training at this point, so really none. and I just kind of jumped in head first. This is what happened, Okay in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. I had a friend that found a mixed martial arts club sport at the college we were going to, and she was into karate, and I was like, not interested. Don't want to do karate. Not uh-huh. wearing that little pajama suit. Not <laughs> my thing. I'm not doing it. Uh-huh. And and she's like, fine. And so she went, and she came back the next day, and she's like, all right, you're going with me. I don't care what you say. You're doing it. And it's not like regular karate. It's you know, mixed martial arts, and, you know, most of these guys have, you know, wrestling backgrounds anyways, and they will fit right in, trust me, I was like, fine, and so she like drugged me there, and I was not expecting much, and uh-huh. and come to find out, you know, I was like, this is pretty cool, I was like, this is awesome, I, I you know, most of the guys are really cool, they weren't wearing the little karate outfits, so I was <laughs> alright with that, uh-huh. and, um, and uh, I started training, I was like, at my first, I was like, you know, I have no desire to want to train and get punched. I don't want to get punched in the face, like the typical girl reaction, sure. I don't want to get punched in the face. So um, I didn't train really much of the stand-up, I just started training the ground, you know, the submissions, and it was really cool because I thought, you know, this was kind of interesting, a new element sort of to wrestling. And so um, I started training that, then I went to my first fight card actually, and I saw some of the guys that I was training with there Fight MMA, and that was really my first introduction to MMA because this was six years ago. Wow. So I had never seen UFC, and women's MMA was pretty much not, I mean, almost non existent. Non existent, yeah. Very scared. Mm-hmm. And um, so I went and watched my first amateur fight card, and I was totally inspired. It just blew me away the amount of courage, the amount of dedication I saw as they were working towards that. And then out there, the blood, sweat, and tears. I mean, it was just really exhilarating for me, and I was like, wow, you know, this isn't what I thought it was. When I heard of MMA and I heard of people punching each other, it's totally not how I thought, you know, and when I came to the fight, I was just like, wow, this is really cool. This is about the ultimate competition, not about, you know, the violence even, per se. And so I was really intrigued, obviously, and uh, at that point, and at the end of the fight card, lo and behold, the referee is like, oh, I'm having an all-female event in like three weeks, you know, um, Any females in the crowd interested, please make your way up and contact me and blah blah blah. Uh So I made my way up there, no manager or anything, no one, you know, I mean, I just made my way up there. I was like, here's my information, and he called me back, like, you know, a week later, I was like, okay, got you matched up on the card, (laughs) you're ready to go, you're fighting that Muay Thai, you know, specialist out of Canada. Uh I was like, okay, cool. So I started training, like I said, three weeks of stand-up training, not Uh much. Uh And, uh, you know, at that point, even my, my, my submissions, obviously, were not very, either you know I mean? uh-huh. no, I weren't really there either. I knew a couple, but the transition was oh, pretty much just a wrestler. Sure. I went out for my first fight, won the first round, took her down, barely remembered I could punch on the ground. So worky. It wasn't even funny. <laughs> Second round, go out there, one, two, one, two. She puts me in a tie clinch. I have no clue how to defend it. I don't even wow. know what it is. Wow. And then I, she knees me in the face twice, breaks my nose. I take it down, blood's everywhere, pouring everywhere, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, what just happened? It was like an epiphany for me. Uh-huh. And um, I remember the last 10 seconds, I reversed her, and I started just wailing punches down. and blood was going everywhere. And my, it was my, my mom's first experience seeing my fight, and she was just mortified. And everyone thought, you know, oh my gosh, this girl's never going to want to fight again. How unfortunate her first fight. And she gets her nose busted. And, you know, um, that was just, that was the start of it all. That's how I got my introduction to MMA. Wow. Um, but you know, it didn't make me want to quit, actually. It made me want to learn more, because I just realized that there was so much that I was missing, I kind of jumped into it too fast, and um, I was like, there's no way in hell I'm going out like that. So it kind of lit a fire under me to want to train and become better, and you know, that's basically what
1: happened. So your mom witnessed all the blood coming out of your nose? Oh, and Oh, yeah. The... Wow.
0: Yeah, she was pretty horrified. She had a home that night, and then the next day, my nose was like twice the size. And, you know, everyone's at home. My grandparents were visiting. My grandpa was there, you know, thought it was just ridiculous and was against it. And, you know, kind of stereotypical. why would you like your dad do this? Yeah, I was right. 19 at the time, so, I mean, they couldn't tell me no, but he <laughs> still thought they should have discouraged it as much as possible.
1: And uh, but they didn't. W- what do they think now of all your accomplishments? Uh, you were world champion. what they're really it's all proud worth it? of
0: me you know and I'd have to say my dad's probably come around the most mm-hmm. you know he he never told me I couldn't wrestle but he never encouraged it mm-hmm. um, you know he was kind of like wished I wouldn't have done it and I think he wishes you know probably if he had it his way if he could pick another career for me he would mm-hmm. but he's just really happy that I found something that makes me happy he's super proud of me and if you come up to me and you know I'm sorry to support you more in the beginning but um, you know he, I have his full support now and um, you know That's an awesome feeling Changing mindsets And same yeah. with my grandpa You know Who's totally against it He's all All about it now He's just like You know This is really cool And you you proved all of us wrong wow. And what you've done with this And uh, we're all very proud of you So He brags to all of his friends And <laughs> I find things for all the little, uh-huh. Old people And <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: That is cool That is really cool but Who would you say Is um Your greatest Inspiration
0: Oh Man yeah. Why well, You know I think I have so many inspirations. I think, you know, a lot of the girls that came up before me that paved the way, you know, for me to get where I'm at, you know, I have a lot of admiration for those girls because it was not easy. It wasn't even easy, easy.
1: Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job, it's a calling. Agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. For me, but it was harder
0: for them, mm-hmm. you know, just fighting for that acceptance and being so bold and pushing forward. And, you know, I mean... Like Marlis Coonan and mm-hmm. even Tara, and uh, you know those things. Those people are, are you know, have to give them the due respect because I know that it wasn't easy to get where they are today. Um, and you know, I also have a, you know, my boyfriend's one of my biggest ex- uh, inspirations as well. Sure. You know, I mean, I see him train every day and work hard, and and uh, you know, it's so much harder for the guys to get to the top because there's so many more. You know, sure. So I, I really have a lot of admiration for their work ethic and drive, and sure and all of those things. Um, you know, Gilbert Melendez is probably one of my favorite fighters. I love his passion, and I love how he seems like he evolves as a fighter every time. You know, it's always my goal to become a better fighter each time that I go out there. I want, you know, one of my biggest goals is I want people to be able to notice mm-hmm. that I've improved, you know, noticeably from sure. my last fight. Say, sure. wow, she's really worked to improve this, or she's really strengthened this area, or she's really, you know, she's not the same fighter we saw last time, because I constantly want to evolve as a I never want to be predictable, you know those kinds of things. So, um, I guess you know I, I live with inspirations every day. Every sure. person that gets into the cage is an inspiration to me.
1: Wow, that is awesome. When you uh, watch, let's say Brian fight, and he gets hit, and you see, wow, that that looks like it hurt. Do you do you feel it too? Like, because it, it would be tough for me to let's say watch my wife fight, and let's say she gets clocked like straight in the face. Like, it would it would hurt me. It's just weird. Like, are you guys connected that way?
0: No. You know, I don't worry about... It's funny that I don't worry about Ryan getting hurt out there at all. Uh-huh. I don't. I don't. You know, a lot of girls would probably be like, oh my gosh, I'm so worried, you know, he's going to get hurt. Or I don't even worry about... I don't know. I don't worry about injuries at all. I'm not worried if he breaks his hand. I'm not worried about anything like that. It doesn't even cross my mind to say, I already, I'm already prepared for that, I think, and we both know that we're prepared for that ourselves when we go out there, you know, injury's just a part of it. What I worry about for him is, is, you know, if he doesn't get the opportunity to, like, show his skill set, because I think he's so amazing, and I work with him every day, mm-hmm. that I just want him to be able to show the world and have that opportunity to, um, to show everyone, like, how badass he is, you know, and, and I know how much it sucks when you, you, Bust your butt, and you lose a fight, or you bust your butt and you win a fight. But even maybe it wasn't it wasn't the performance you would hope for. Um, that's when I that's the kinds of things that I worry about for him because I it's more of an emotional thing, you know. When you put so much work into something and you feel like you let yourself down, sure, it kind of sucks, you know. So I I just want I just want him to be able to go out there and put on a performance I know he's capable of because I know that's what he wants, you know. In mm. the end, that's what he wants, and that's what I want for him, but. I, I Seriously, I don't worry about injuries at all. I think maybe because I I do the same sport, Sure, sure. So I know, you know what I mean, I've been knocked out, I've had my nose broken, and now I have my arms snap in half, and <laughs> you know what I mean, that just happens. I'm prepared for that, and I know he's tough, so I'm not worried about those things heal. You know, it's emotional awesome. stuff that takes longer to heal, actually.
1: Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Now, if you weren't a fighter, uh, if you hadn't chosen this career... What do you think you would be doing? I know you love to bake and, and decorate cakes and cupcakes and stuff like that. And that's very creative. Are you like a creative person?
0: I am. I'm a really creative person actually. I, I love, I draw a lot um, and actually I shouldn't say I draw a lot anymore. I used to draw a lot but I still, um, something that I enjoy doing and I've been thinking about getting back into it and you know being a little more productive with my time and things that I enjoy doing. But yeah, one of my biggest hobbies outside of fighting is uh, definitely baking and decorating cakes or cupcakes. I love making wedding cakes. And I honestly think that if I wasn't fighting right now, my dream is to have a bakery, have my own bakery. And I want to have a bakery where I sell cupcakes in the forefront, but in the back, you know, we make awesome, awesome custom birthday cakes and special occasion cakes. You know, kind of like the cake
1: boss. <laughs> I think uh, that would be ideal for me. Oh, man. I would love it.
0: And it would be like an MMA shop. Like, I already have it all this out. It's going to have, like, MMA pictures of fighters signed everywhere all over it. And people are going to walk in and go, like, whoa, this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. But I will, <laughs> you know, uh, spike in memory for them. And I want to come back and I want to have delicious, tasty cakes. And, um, you know, I don't know. That's, like, that's what I think I would be doing if I wasn't fighting. I would be baking a
1: baking extraordinaire. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Now, Let's say, at the end of your career, what do you want to be remembered for when it's all done? Um,
0: well, I want to be remembered for being humble. You know, I don't want to be remembered for being cocky. I would like to be remembered as a good role model for up-and-coming girls uh, in the sport. I'd like for parents that support their daughters, in this, you know, to be like, hey, you know what, we should, look what date did, you know, you want to try to strive to be kind of like her, you know? Uh, you know a girl that set a good example that's what I want to be remembered for as well and as an athlete I want to be remembered for someone who had a lot of heart, someone who had a great work athlete um you know and I, I just want to be remembered as one of the best in the world that's what I want to go down in history for you know I'm, I'm always striving to be the best in the world and and I won't quit working for that goal um you know being a champion was a dream come true for me and Unfortunately, I lost that title, but I still feel that I have the heart of a champion, and I know that I'm not going to quit working towards regaining that goal. So um, I guess those are the most important things that I'd like to remember for
1: Absolutely, and and you've definitely, I can say you, you've set the bar pretty high um, with your heart, with never giving up, and oh, I, I would say you're like a pioneer for women's MMA, um, one of the original... Women fighters out there that put it all on the line, who aren't afraid to get hit, and I'm I'm very impressed. I enjoyed your last fight. I was rooting for you from the beginning. You surprised a lot of people. I thought it was awesome. I think uh, it was really cool when uh, you decked Ronda a couple of times early on, and she was stunned. <laughs>
0: Me too. That was my favorite part of the
1: fight. She was stunned. Where, where I was, I was watching the fight here with with my friends, and we're like. Rhonda has no chin. Yeah. It was it was awesome to watch. You've set the bar high, and I think you're definitely going to be remembered when it's all said and done way down the line as one of the best women to have ever stepped into the cage. Oh, uh, thank you. Now, I know you're involved in, in a fight coming up April 28th with Invicta.
0: Invicta. Yes. hmm I'm going to be cornering my best friend, my BFF, uh-huh. Nick Bully Uh She's dropping down to 105 pounds. She used to fight at 125, and she was a small 125-er. Then she dropped down to 115, and then she got the opportunity to fight at 105, and wow. I really think that's where she, she belongs. I've seen her literally evolve as an athlete, and it's been an amazing transformation to see her go from, you know, a girl with a big heart and, you know, a decent skill set to this, this phenom almost, you know, she's doing these um, gi pull-ups where you where you, grab, you put a gi over a bar and you hold onto the gi with your, like, a grip, uh-huh. which is really hard to do even just to hold your own body weight, and then sure. she's doing, like, six, seven pull-ups, you yeah, know, I mean, those are things that are an easy accomplishment for, you know, a female, and just to see that kind of strength coming out of her, her explosive um, power has really gone up, and I'm super excited to see her fight at 105. Uh, She's fighting Amy Davis, and uh, there's a lot of other amazing girls that are fighting on that card. Marluse Kunin, who uh, I fought for the title and Mm -hmm. submitted. I remember. She's fighting as the main event, um, and she's fighting Romy who who's a girl that I actually grappled a long time ago in 2008, and so, I mean, that's going to be an amazing fight, and, um, you know, there's uh, there's just a bunch of really, really talented women. It's their first all-female fight card, and they're doing big things. They're treating it like a big promotion, and... You know, this is the kind of opportunity these women need, so by all means, please everyone support it as much as possible. It is going to be streamed on is invictafc.com.:
1: That's right, yeah, it's, it's going to be yep. streamed live at www.invictafc.com and looking forward to all the fights. It's, it's a really good card, and I think it's going to send a statement that yes, women's yeah. MMA is no joke. It's, it's the real deal
0: is going to be legit these are skilled these are skilled women for everyone saying that there's not depth and there's not this and there's not that this is what this card is here to do it's here to prove you wrong so please watch if you have any doubts or anything i'm pretty sure that you'll be um you know, you have a different opinion. Sure. And even if you don't have any doubts, you know, please just support and uh, be entertained because it's going to be entertaining. You're going to see women scrap all night long. And uh, they're not just, you know, the backyard ballers. These are girls <laughs> that are trained right. athletes, you know, and they're going to really bring it as far as the skill set goes, heart, will, determination, everything. So I have no doubt it's going to be a great night of fights.
1: Awesome. Awesome, man. I'm looking forward to that. Now, Misha, I do this segment and I'd like if you have the time to help me out our listeners send in questions. Uh, they ask advice on work, relationships, career, dating, things like that, and uh, we try to answer them and help them out as much as we can. If you have a minute or two, maybe you can help me out and answer a couple of these questions. Sure. Okay. Sure. Cool. Okay. So this this um this first one comes from Will, and he's uh, out in uh, Dallas, Dallas, Texas, and uh, his question is. He says, is there a good way to tell my girlfriend that she doesn't have the body to wear belly shirts or low rider jeans? And this is Will in Texas. And um, I think this is kind of a touchy situation. I, I don't know if this is even something that, that you, should, you should ever say. Uh,
0: that's what I was going to say. I was like, no, well there's no good way to say that. But <laughs> if there's a will, there's a way. No pun <laughs> intended. Uh-huh. And, uh... And, uh, you know, I mean, I think, um, for one, maybe encouraging your girlfriend just to go work out might be a start. You know, maybe, I don't know if they have any kind of workout regimen, but if, for one, if she doesn't have the body to wear it, but she wants to wear the stuff, maybe rather than telling her not to wear the stuff, would be to encourage her to get the body to wear the stuff.
1: Absolutely. You know what
0: I mean? Think healthy, think dieting, you know what I mean? Rather than being, you know, oh, don't wear that. Be like, hey, you know, babe, you want to wear that kind of stuff? You know, let's go uh, let's go to the gym tonight. I'll go with you. I'll support you. You always have to be a support. Women really appreciate support. And I think that it gets further than, you know, just being negative or telling us, you know, not to do this. I think a lot of women are stubborn, too. So we're not going to listen to that, you know. So just try to be as positive as possible. And uh, I'd say encourage your girlfriend to work out. Encourage her to eat healthy. Make those changes. Do a little research and maybe... Uh, yeah, you can go about
1: it that way. Absolutely, I agree with you one hundred percent because there is no right way. He wants he's saying if is there a right way. I don't think there's a right way, especially if, if um not if he if he ever wants to see what's under um those jeans ever again. Uh there's no right way. I think I would take your approach as well. Um encourage to, to go out and work out and, and do something active like that. But not if he wants to see what's under those jeans. Nope, there's no good way of <laughs> saying it at all. Um <laughs>
0: Do the grocery shopping, buy some healthier stuff, or encourage you know, I mean those kinds of healthy choices, and make uh, make the transition with her so she doesn't feel like you're singling her out. You know, if you go out to eat, you don't say, "Oh, get a salad." Be like, you know, babe, I'll get a baby new salad with you. I mean, that's someone who, when you really love someone, you're willing to kind of make some sacrifices Absolutely. and things like that to you know to help support them and whatnot. And so, I think that that would be the most caring, and loving way to uh, you know get that kind of response and
1: reaction sure now now speaking of food and stuff when you're not training for for a fight do you still watch what you eat or or you just eat whatever and and not care
0: well you know what i eat whatever i want but i um yeah i try to be conscious you know make some healthier choices not all the time um but i do eat cupcakes yes i have to do that Uh um and if I go to oh, all-you-can-eat, you know, I'm not going to hold back or whatever, but, you know, I usually try to stop with a salad, so I get most full cool off of that. You know, try to make healthier choices overall. But, no, I mean, I'm, I feel like I work hard, I work out, and I think if you lead a healthy lifestyle, then it allows you to be able to enjoy those amenities um, of life a little bit more, you know. So I feel like I work so hard that um, when it comes to the diet, if I want to eat something – By all means, I'm going
1: to eat it. (laughs) Absolutely, and you deserve it. You work hard. I agree. I agree, absolutely. We've got another question. This one comes from Jeremy, and he's out in Michigan. And Jeremy says, My buddy's girl is friendly when he's around, but snobby when he's not. Um, And he wants to know, do I tell him? What would you say? So she's
0: nice to his friend when the boyfriend's around,
1: but when the boyfriend's not around, she's rude. Right, right. So when, when she's around... She's nice to him, you know, to the friend, and then when the boyfriend's not around, she's she's really rude to him and obnoxious. So he doesn't know if he should tell his buddy, hey, your girl's kind of messed up with me when you're not around, and, and when you're around, she's, you know, we're all buddy-buddy.
0: Yeah, well, I would think of a couple of examples before you approach your friend, but that would be my, my best idea would be that you got to talk to your friend. I mean, if you have a good relationship with your buddy, I think that you should be able to be open and honest with him and say, look... This might sound kind of crazy because I know she's really nice when you're around, but, Uh you know, here's a couple things that she's done when, when you're not around. And, uh, I mean, it just kind of, I don't know what, you know, it kind of sucks that she's like this or whatnot. And maybe you could talk to her or, or whatnot and try to problem solve. I mean, that would be my best thing is always just be honest. Um, because you're never going to solve the problem if you, if you just beat around the bush, you know. So think of a couple examples, um, and approach your friend and say, look, you know, this is, this is what's going on. And just be honest with him. And if he's, you know, a good friend of yours, he should say, okay, yeah, man, I'm going to go talk to my girlfriend and see what's up with that. You know, I don't don't want her treating you that way.
1: That would be the ideal. So yeah. that would be my Yeah, I agree. I agree absolutely because you don't want to go for every little thing because then you just kind of sound like a three-year-old. Pick specific situations that you think might have, I don't know, she might have crossed the line, so to speak, it's and to then speak. address it's it that prepared. way. Yep.
0: Exactly. Be prepared for that. He's going to want to know what. So don't be like, oh, you know, well, uh, you know, be you know, trying to reach for stuff or think of bad examples. You know, you got to really sit down and pre kind of premeditate so that you can bring him bring him something and say, you know, this one time she did this, and just yesterday she did that, and you know, she did this. It's one other time. You can have maybe three three examples and just say, you know, this is what it is. What do we do about this?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. That's good advice. Guys are getting. A a once-in-a-lifetime treat here because they're getting advice from Misha Tate and you're getting the woman's perspective on things. So that's pretty cool, Misha. I appreciate it. I've got one last question if you got time. Okay. And this one comes from Walt in Virginia. He's a father and he's talking about his daughter. He says, My athletic daughter has always been fit, but lately she's looking a little too fit and a little too thin. How do I let her know I'm becoming concerned? And this is Walt in Virginia.
0: Yeah, I, you know, that's, um, as a parent, you know, obviously your responsibility is to have your child's um, health and well-being uh, as your first concern. So I think those is, it's, it's kind of maybe an uncomfortable situation, like maybe when you had the sex talk with your kids for the first time. Like
1: <laughs> <to> <laughs> yeah, that sometimes, was awkward.
0: Sometimes it needs to be done. So I think you, you maybe take her, you take her out to dinner, set a good tone. say, you know, I really want to spend some time with you. Um, maybe plan a day or an evening where you guys just spend time and and have a good atmosphere to bring it into you know make sure it's not a time when you guys are in a myth or or she's having having a stress day like set a father daughter day take her out let her know that you love her you care about her you support her and then maybe bring it up and just say you know hey honey um, I just want to let you know that I love you I care about you you know your health and well being is important to me I just want to make sure that um, you know you're eating right and you know, if if you're struggling with anything, or if anything you need to talk about, you know, be there for her to talk about. Maybe the the you know her getting really skinny is a reflection of her having too much stress to deal with. Maybe she just needs to offlay some of that and be able to talk about it. And um, you know, if she has the money to, maybe even offer to get some nutritional advice from a nutritionist or you know, personal trainer, things like that. The people that can help her become educated on a healthy way to be uh, be a healthy, productive athlete. You know, a lot of girls, I don't know what age she's at, but when they're coming into that age of, you know, where boys and girls really start to kind of like each other, they get this, um, you know, need to want to be skinny, and they see it in the magazines, and it's kind of pushed down, down our throats that, you know, you got to be thin, you can't be fat, you know, and, and as an athlete, sometimes, you know, that's unfortunate. But I think education is the biggest, the biggest um help. Becoming educated on what's actually good for your body and what it does to your body when you starve it and what, what you know, how it affects your performance as an athlete and things like that, you know. Um I guess that would be my best advice. Have a good tone to talk to her about it. You've got to sit down. You've got to let her know you love her. You gotta let her know you're doing this because you care about her and that you're there for her if she needs to talk about anything. And then maybe offer it a problem solve. Come up with some ideas that you think might be able to help her in that. You know, like I said, a nutritionist or things like that. Um, I think
1: that would probably be my best advice. Really great advice. I, I can see why he's concerned because you hear a lot on the news um, uh, with girls that they have eating disorders, or like you said, you know, they're they're at that age where where they're interested in boys, and maybe they feel that they're too fat, and they're really not fat. It's just maybe something in their mind because they saw that girls need to be really thin. They saw it on a magazine or some or somewhere like that, and I can see how um, this dad is is concerned, but your approach is and, right on point.
0: And also try to pay attention to her eating habits because if she's going through an awkward state, she may just be growing and being, you know, skinny and she may already be self-conscious about that. Maybe she's trying to keep weight on, you know, but if you notice that when she sits down at dinner, you know, at night, that she's picking out her food and she, she's not really wanting to eat it, you know, that may be more indication that she's having some self-conscious, you know, self-confidence issues and she's not really wanting to eat. Um, but you know, if she's eating a lot and she seems fine and happy, you know, then maybe it's just a it's just a awkward you know, phase that her body's going through. I kinda went through a gangly stage at about I think I was about nine, you know, I was real skinny kinda knobby knees, you know, and then I pulled uh-huh. out by the time I was thirteen, but it wasn't any kind of uh, eating issue or anything like that. It was just a growth just a funny growth period.
1: Sure. He could also go to his wife first maybe and then, you know, I guess maybe the mom might be able to connect more with the daughter also. Uh, she might understand more of, of a woman's body and, and how it's changing and all that. Use the advice that you said, Misha, and then also maybe bring the mom along somehow too and maybe yeah. the daughter might be able to relate oh, to if, the mom as well.
0: If the mom is in the picture, you know, and if they have a good relationship, absolutely. You know, sometimes mom mother and daughter can relate better and have that kind of relationship. But I definitely um, encourage fathers to um, not not think that it's awkward to be able to talk to their daughter. You know I mean? I men and women are from a different planet, Mars, and that. But (laughs) your father's still your father, and you should be able to have that kind of relationship, ideally, with your cat, too. So whether, you know, the mom's there and willing to help or not, if he has a legitimate concern, you know, don't be afraid to take it upon yourself and talk to your daughter about it.
1: Absolutely. That is awesome advice, Misha. I appreciate it. These guys got a really great treat today. Because they got advice from the one and only Misha take down Tate and that is awesome I appreciate you taking the time Misha it means a lot to the listeners they've been wanting this interview for some time and, uh, I appreciate you taking the time to to speak to us it was a lot of fun I hope you you enjoyed yourself as well the show is is your home for whenever you want to come back on We're here for you. I really appreciate you taking the time for us.
0: All right, cool. And uh, last but not least, can you guys uh, make sure to watch UFC 141? Brian Cameron is going to be fighting, or 49, excuse me, going to be fighting in Calgary, Canada. So I've never been to Calgary, but I will be up there um, supporting him in the forest. And uh, he's actually making the drop to 135. I can't believe it. But uh, he's fighting at 145. You guys probably saw him as yes. a fighter, Mayhem Biz Bing being season. Um, he wants to make the transition to 135. So we're definitely going to be on that whole diet train as well. So
1: wow, has has he ever been 135
0: ever? Um, he's fought at 140 twice. Uh huh. Um, I remember that. And then all through college, he used to wrestle at like 133s. Um, so he he was he was pretty tiny, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think it'll be a good transition for him, you know, I think that he's going to feel really good at that weight, and um, I'm excited to see what he does on wow, it, I'm, that, I'm confident he can make the weight, definitely.
1: That is awesome, that is awesome, and when is that again?
0: That will be um, July 21st July, yeah, 21st, July 21st, Calgary, Canada, it'll be on FX, Fantastic. So keep an eye out
1: for that. Great, awesome, and then you have... The 28th of this month, www.invictafc.com. And then again, guys, make sure you follow Misha on Twitter at twitter.com slash Misha Tate. Follow her friend also. You guys are giving away a signed picture, is that right, of of you two? Yeah. Her
0: and I, we have a picture of us together, um, and it's a really cute little picture, and we're having a signed picture giveaway Probably sometime this Saturday. We've been talking about coordinating a time when she's not at work and when I'm available, and I think we're going to do it sometime around the UFC. Um, so, yeah, keep an eye out for that. Hers is at Nichdali, N-I-C-D-A-L-I, uh-huh. and mine's just Miesha Tate, M-I-E-S-H-A-T-E. You guys so,
1: are on Saturday. You're announcing it. Yes. Fantastic. So you must
0: follow both of us in order to qualify, and uh, we will be giving away one, maybe a couple, if we find some really
1: good candidates so, uh, yeah, please. <laughs> awesome so guys make sure you follow Misha uh, and on Saturday uh, they will announce the winner of these pictures so Misha it was a pleasure thank you very much for taking the time and uh, we hope to have you back soon and, and we look forward to, to your fights in the near future
0: absolutely thank you guys appreciate you having me on the show and everything